All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Everything is well here. How is all in New York City? It's going all right, man. It's uh, it's just pretty warm here, which is good. Cool. We oh. woke up to 31 degrees. I like that. Nice and crisp. Wait, 31? Frosty. Yeah, everything frosty. Holy shit, dude. It was like in the 60s here yesterday. Uh, we've been getting up to the 50s the past couple days and the 60s on Thursday, Friday. But, you know, I like I like winter. I like crisp. I like I like biting cold. Oh, not me. I, I, I like it warm, dude. This is like a good time for global warming for me. It's it's when everything's warm, but sea levels have have risen enough to where it affects me yet. <laughs> and it's just it's it's that perfect yin and the yang of of stuff's getting hotter, but not like global catastrophe. Not yet. All right, so this is what I wanted to bounce off you to begin. Uh, I told you I had a little something that I wanted to see what you thought about it. So uh, last week, Comedy Club. I sell T-shirts after my show. And so before my show, what I do is I set them on stage. I don't want to go like, hey, and here's your next comic, Nathan Timmel. And I go walking up carrying T-shirts and a drink of water and, you know, trying to shake the host's hand and all that, you know. So I just, I set them on stage before my show. So that way when I walk on stage, there's nothing there. Make sense? Yeah. So I'm setting the T-shirts on the stage and in the front row is this couple. They're like 21 years old. They're a young couple in their 20s. And uh, my immediate thought, I look at them and I think, oh, that's so cute. It's a gay boy with his girlfriend. Not girlfriend, girlfriend. It's a homosexual boy with a, a female friend. And I just think it's very cute. You know, she's cute and he's gay. And, you know, that's that's the only thought I had. So the show starts and the host goes up and he starts fucking with the audience, talking to him. And he starts talking to the couple in the front row. And he goes, are you guys dating? And they say yes. And I'm like, wait a second. That guy's gay. They're not dating. What? How? How did I get that so wrong? This is bullshit. Well, the host is kind of vulgar, vulgar, so he keeps talking to them, and he starts talking sex, and it turns out they haven't had sex yet. And I'm like, oh, this is starting to make more sense. And then he says, well, how long have you been dating? And they said, one year. And then it turns out they're virgins, and I'm like, okay, I was right, he's gay. Like, who does that? Who actually dates for a year without sex? Because I've known evangelicals and Catholics, and every one of them says we love Jesus, but we still fuck on the side and we just take confession. I don't know. They might be like ultra-religious or whatever and actually take all that nonsense serious. I, You know, I, but I've read books. There was a guy that went undercover. It's a great book. And he went to Jerry Falwell's school, like complete absolute right-wing teabag party christians well, yeah, and he they, said everybody there was fucking I'll, and he didn't I'll find the people in the school uh the teenagers you know like okay, eight, if teenagers, 18 19 it was college count, then, it was college that doesn't it was count. 18 19 20 21 and the same age if as they're these teenagers kids. they're being sent to that school you think any 15 year old who grew up no 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 no, no, like no. this a, is college i'm saying 18 19 20 21 it was the jerry falwell university they go out of high school they get to college and then once they get there the guy that was writing the book said you know he didn't find this out till like spring like he did the entire fall semester and winter and it got to spring and all these girls wanted to date him and he was very honorable he's like you know he was undercover so he's he was as he's writing the book saying i'm not a christian i don't want to date these girls because i'll try and fuck them and that's inappropriate of me because they're good christians and then he finds out that all these good christians have just been having sex this whole time and he's like you don't want to get stoned to death by their fathers or whatever weird. Yeah, he's like mind blown 
because they were all like, oh, yeah, we fuck. We just, you know, cross our fingers and pray after. So my whole point is this kid was gay. He's living in denial. Who? who yeah, who? it might have been, but I, I, I don't know. Like, that's. Well, that's, that's his business. His excuse his... or whatever. But the whole point is how, but how I, many, I know there are, there how are many religious girls, people out there do this shit. It's not common, but. How many dates have you had? Like, how many, in any relationship you've been in, what's the maximum number of dates before you said, fuck it, I'm not even interested in you anymore? It wasn't a year. Well, not, not many, but I'm, I'm neither gay <laughs> nor religious, dude, so I'm a bad guy to ask about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all point. You're a normal man. Normal men will not, like, just hold hands. And I, if, it, if the host had been really vulgar, I want, would have wanted to know if they were like, oh, well, we do the butt sex and the oral, but, you know, that's because Jesus doesn't want it in the cooch, you know? I would have liked to have known that. Well, I, I just, I think it's weird that whole, oh, wait until you get married before you have sex. I mean, for many reasons, but also... Well, you don't buy a car without test driving it. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. What if you, you end up falling in love with this person, essentially what the idea is before you even have sex, but what if it turns out that you just don't have good sex or like it turns out they're one of those weird orange ball gag in the mouth fetish people and you bone a couple times and then she's like, oh, it turns out I have a weird uncontrollable fetish. I can't get off unless you have like a, I don't know, one of those weird horsetail dildos in you or something. I, I, you know, and now you're kind of stuck with their, and well, that was the Josh Duggar story. That was the Josh Duggar story is he married his chick and then he was banging porn chicks and all the while saying, you know, oh, I felt bad because of Jesus, but he wanted that really dirty, dirty sex because once he, he blamed porn, he said once he got online, he's like, oh, I became addicted to porn. No, once you got online, you found out that there was other shit out there that was really appealing to you, but you were told to feel bad about it because Jesus. And that's another thing too, man. Like, let's say you get married and, you, and you're both virgins, and then you hit that sort of like middle age, midlife crisis sort of thing. I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't it be driving you nuts in your head, wondering like what else could have been? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I you I get an go- argument. And you're like, wait a minute. What if I? What if I'm not supposed to just bone this one person? Maybe I should have been sleeping. And it would just it would drive you nuts, man. It would like eat you up inside. Well, that's why I make a crack on stage about me getting married in my 30s, because if you get married in your 20s, you get divorced in your 30s. I get mar- got married in my 30s because I-, I wanted to get some fucking out of my system, you know, like, and I think that's good for men or women. I think it's anybody should take their 20s and fuck around and experiment and date and not, and I don't mean that just for the, the, the throwaway, get it out of your system. I mean for, like, finding compatibility and discovering I like this, I don't like that. And I'm not, not talking sexuality anymore. I'm talking everything about a relationship. And then once you hit that age in your 30s where you're like, okay, I know a little about me, what, I, what I'm looking for in life, then you find someone that matches that and you try and make it work. Well, yeah, dude, it makes sense. It's kind of like... I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the on the podcast before, but Amish people, although although they're really strict when it comes to everything, they have that that period when they turn eighteen, where for however many months, oh yeah, 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 yeah. go out and party, right. you know, and figure yeah. out if this life is right for you. And I think it's really smart because a 
it's about figuring out do you really want to be Amish your whole life? But B, more importantly, I think what that's really about is when it comes to that midlife crisis point. Like now you don't have to worry what would have been. I mean, people have midlife crises even when they live, I, I don't know, like the rest of society. If you spent your whole life in a horse and buggy, and not using electricity and you hit that like 45, 50 year mark where you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I mean, I mean, that would that would be insane if you spent your whole life fucking one person, not using the electricity, wiping your ass with pine cones or whatever crazy shit they do. You'd be like, whoa, I should have maybe been partying and turning lights on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but if, if you went out and did that for a little bit. I like bit, how that's the, <laughs> I maybe should have been parking and using light bulbs, turning lights on. That, that's the oh, yeah. <laughs> realization. Well, you, how many, when you lived in Iowa, how many Mennonites did you know? I, I guess I came across, I, I, I had somebody who like experimented with uh, Mennonitism for a while there, I suppose. But there was, there, there was actually that Amish town uh, Kelowna, where they make yeah. all the cheese, man. Well, I'm thinking Mennonites because it's the opposite of what you said. I, I'd forgotten about the Amish go off and sow your oats at 18 because I know a couple Mennonites and one Mennonite friend of my wife's. Um, well, they're pretty strict too, right? They're like well, Amish they're, people that can that can use They're Amish people that can basically. use electricity, but when it comes to sexuality, it's literally... Um, you know, third world married brides. They don't do it at 14, but at 14, they're probably, the parents are probably picking out, okay, in four years when you're 18, you'll be marrying this guy. Like, they don't marry child brides off, but I think she got married at 18 because she was told this is who you're going to marry, and the guy was a drunk and abusive and, you know, hit her and fucked around on her, but she was told, yeah, you put up with that because this is your lifelong commitment. This is this is your path under God to... to straighten him out or love him despite his faults and it took her i don't know how many years like 10 years or into her 30s before she finally went holy shit this is the stupidest thing ever and got a divorce and then a lot of her church turned on her and said how dare you divorce this guy that cheated on you and hit you and was a drunk you know you were the good lord spun the wheel for you and it landed on ike turner How dare you question God's will? He works in mysterious ways. Well, you were supposed to change, Ike. You were supposed to bruise his knuckles with your skull and make him want to stop hitting you. Or whatever. It was just like stupid, stupid, stupid backwards bullshit logic that anyone, man or woman, but especially (coughs) woman, should have to deal with bullshit because at 18 she was told, this is who you marry and it's for life. And the, the fucked up thing about it that bothers me is she's still Mennonite and she doesn't, She's not like hardcore, fucked up practicing Nazi Mennonite, but she still like subscribes to some of the beliefs. I'm like, how do you go through that and still say, yeah, but it's still good. You know, I went through hell, but that was my path. It's still good. Well, I, I think that's me. a pretty common thing with religious people. I mean, to some extent, they all will take the you know, whatever book they think is magic or whatever. And take out the parts with, that they don't like, where they're like, well, that was written for a different time, or that, that's a metaphor, or they just yeah. ignore it. But then other stuff, they're like, it's in the book, we follow it word for word. Like, I, I did I, 
Did I talk about how I'm my roommate Shabbos Goyim? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. That was fucking brilliant and beautiful how, you know, you had to light the joint. And, hey, can you turn a light on? I want to read. I can't touch the electricity. But you, whatever it was. But, yeah, we talked right. about that. And it was beautiful and brilliant. It was the and, same. It's, yeah, I mean, like, you can't use electricity because it's so such a religious holiday. It's totally God's day. And this is your time. to Oh, you can get high as fuck, though. Just to make sure you don't like the – and it's like, what? what? Isn't the whole thing silly at that fucking point, you know? Like, I, I mean, you – I would think that. I mean, I, it's something I can't really empathize with because I've just – I've never been religious, you know? But, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll sit there well, and think to like listeners was, that To listeners that don't know, if you're just hearing this randomly for the first time, Jake, you were raised Catholic. Like – you were taken to Catholic Church for what seven, eight years of your life before you went fuck this. Yeah, but I mean, it was weird. I, I, I guess I was sort of raised Catholic. I mean, it, it, by that, my dad took me to church on Sunday because it made my granny happy. Okay. Right? It wasn't the kind of thing to where, like, like once we left that fucking building, that shit never came up. It so it never, wasn't like you will follow this. You will. Yeah. Look, this is why we go here on Sunday. It was like, oh, we got to go to church. Shut up, because we have to go. I told you, I'll give you quarters if you can play Ninja <laughs> Gaiden in, in the in, in at the arc at the gas station. They had an arcade game across right. the street, and so it was like it, it was never. It was it was like a chore for him too to even have to take us. It wasn't like the kind of. And the second I said I didn't believe in any of that shit, they were like, okay, you don't have to go. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. you see, that was the my, my mom. I was not raised religious. I had no religion because my mom was raised Catholic. And when she turned 18, she said, I don't want to do this anymore. And so her mom said, yeah, you know what? That's cool. And then so her younger sister said, thank God, fuck this shit. So they all walked away from the church at the same time. And my dad was... I, I have no fucking clue because my mom and her sister used to say my dad was like angry religion and saying religion's stupid and so i was raised without any churching and then the instant my dad got divorced he found jesus and started going to church which is like such and i you know i don't blame my dad but i get the stereotype it's oh my wife doesn't love me jesus will and he joined like some of those male christmas christian groups like the men like no women allowed men's prayer groups and Oh, uh, dude, of, I think your dad's secretly gay. Yeah, probably, but it's, it's just so I, awkward. I think those groups are just kind of underground, kicking the feet underneath the bathroom stall door three times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, I would rather he be gay than hardcore religious. I used to do a joke about it on stage that I thought was pretty funny. I'd say my dad found Jesus, and a woman would yell out, uh, well, at least he didn't become an alcoholic. And I'm like, well... I would prefer an alcoholic because alcoholics hide their crutch. They don't talk about it all day like religious people. Yeah, it's true, man. That shit's pretty annoying. Although I, I will say I really do like being my, my roommate's Shabbos Goyim. Like, as an atheist. Do you, any, do you any, earn anything for it? It's like, here's 20 bucks for the day? Uh, no, I mean, I'm already living there, so, like, whatever. But I, I honestly... It's, she shares the pot with you. Hey, light this and you can have a hit. Well, she shares a pot with me, but more so it's a spiritual thing for me. You see, as an atheist, anytime I can help a religious people uh, go against their own deity's wishes, it, uh, <laughs> it makes me smile. You know what I mean? Anytime I can help a, a Jewish person turn a light on uh, on their little special day or light a joint... Or anytime I can be a wingman and hook a Muslim fella up with a lady who's got her hair showing, 
or any time I can blow a Christian man in the men's room of an airport. I'm not even gay. I just do it. Uh, yeah. Have you I, ever? I'm that deep of an idiot. Anytime I do that, I go home and I, I light a, a, a candle with the picture of Christopher Hitchens on it. And it makes the spirit of Christopher Hitchens smile. Oh, speaking of that, this just popped in randomly. Um, my wife was talking about this yesterday. One of our, my, my daughter's daycare friends. Um, so this other family, the dad is an atheist and the mom is Jewish. And she got super, super pissed at the daycare because they drew pictures of Santa or they colored pictures of Santa. And she's like, no, you will not push Santa on my child. I don't want my child knowing about just nonsense like Santa. And at the same time, in the same conversation, said something about, well, what do you want for Hanukkah? And it's like, so you don't want to know about fake fairy tale guys that sneak down your chimney, but whatever Hanukkah represents, the, the burning of the oil that lasted eight days or 12 days when it was only supposed to last, like, that's, that's the real fairy tale. That one's true because the oil that was only supposed to burn a day lasted forever. So you get presents for that one, but not Santa. I'm like... That to me is amusing how one fairy, and I know Santa's absolutely a fairy tale, but like the religious fairy tale is real. In the, the what do you think secondary. about it? People who aren't Christian should really like Santa Claus like a lot because Japanese people love him. They 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 love Christmas. Well, I mean, if you're like really not liking Christianity, I, I mean, then you should love Santa Claus because think about like Santa and Jesus. They're kind of <coughs> polar opposites, man. One was skinny. One was fat. One. They both have beards. About, they both have beards. Yeah, yeah. All right. They did both have beards, but one of them rode a donkey. One of them flew in a in a sleigh that was magical. You know what I'm saying? One was about like anti-consumerism, anti-greed. The other one gives children <laughs> toys. It's all that about he has greed made and by little elven yes. sweatshop workers. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of. Like one wore robes, one wears like a pimped out red crushed velvet suit. Like they're sort of opposites, man. Anti-greed and then give me presents, give me more, more, more. Like it's kind of an opposite sort of thing. Well, I, I, I hear you and I agree with you. And I have long felt personally, I don't, I'm not one of these people. I don't get offended by the idea of happy holidays. If you say happy holidays, whatever. If you say Merry Christmas, whatever. But I like the idea of Merry Christmas. I like the idea of Christmas. I think, though, we should take the Christ out of Christmas and make it a secular holiday, because it almost is, and just let Muslims, totally Jews... There's totally secular fucking yeah, holiday, man. Yeah, because let Muslims and Jews and Hindu and Buddha, like, just make Christmas a day uh, of, you know, hey, give a gift, hug a family member, take a day off from work, have a big meal, don't make it about Jesus, because that shit was invented later and thrown in. But just say Merry Christmas, but don't make it about Jesus. Like, just, I mean, like I said, I don't give a shit if you say Happy Holidays. I personally prefer Merry Christmas, but when I say it, I'm not saying Merry Christmas, keep the Christ in Christmas. I say remove that shit and turn it into a holiday everybody can enjoy, just like everybody loves Arbor Day. You tell me one person that doesn't love Arbor Day, and I will tell you, well, probably nobody celebrates Arbor Day. But anyway. What the hell's Arbor Day? That's the tree day, you nitwit. The tree day? Yeah. There's That's why I picked you... it. That's, I picked it because it was the most uh, obscure, useless holiday next to Columbus Day. You plant a tree on Arbor Day. It's it's like Earth Day, the original Earth Day. Earth Day is like Arbor Day 2.0. Oh. Well, I've never heard of Arbor Day. It sounds good. I do like Columbus Day, though, man. 
It's it's a good one. Do you like the slaughter of innocents? I like, drunk? dude. I like I like all the evil holidays. I like Columbus <laughs> Day. I like Andrew Jackson Day. I like Darth Vader Day. I like Valentine's Day is a pretty evil one. I like Walter White in the last two and a half seasons of Breaking Bad Day. I like all of them, dude. Valentine's <laughs> Day is evil. Yeah, Blood Diamond all, Day. Yeah, there you go. Blood Diamond Day for Valentine's. Ha ha. Either you're uh, professing love for an artificial reason. Or you're single and nobody loves you, haha. See, I like to use Valentine's Day as a test of my love. What I do is I don't buy my girlfriend anything on Valentine's Day. And if she still sticks around on the 17th, that means she's a keeper. You know what I mean? She's not all superficial like the rest of them. You mean the 15th? Wait, what day is Valentine's Day? February 14th. Oh, shit. I thought it was the 16th. No. See, I love Valentine's Day. And here's why. You get a pay bump at the comedy club. It's one of those really? stupid holidays. Yeah, because everybody, like... That's awesome, man. Co- couples are going to go out for Valentine's Day. They go out to dinner. They go to the comedy club. So it's like, you get booked the weekend before or after Valentine's Day. You're getting base pay. You get booked on Valentine's Day. You get, like, a time and a half pay. You don't get, like, double or... But you get, like, a couple extra hundred bucks because, hey, Valentine's Day, sweet, big, busy... Yeah, it's a big, busy weekend, so the clubs bump up the pay a little, kind of like New Year's Eve and... I think that's it. New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day are the only two I can think of where they bump pay. Like, 4th of July, they actually cancel shows because everybody's outside watching fireworks. Thanksgiving, sometimes they'll have a special show the day before on Wednesday. And I love that one. The day before Thanksgiving is usually the best show in the world because everybody shows up in town and they sit down and look at their family and go, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to talk to all of you shitheads tomorrow. Hey, let's go see a movie or go to the comedy club Wednesday night so we don't have to talk to one another and get angry before the dinner table. Like, the day before Thanksgiving, comedy clubs are packed because nobody wants to sit home and talk to one another. Yeah. How are they on Black Friday, man? Um, they can be okay first show because people sometimes go shopping all day and they're already out at the mall so they're like oh let's just leave the shit in the car and go to the comedy club it's it's not horrible yeah but that saturday usually is because people spend all their monday on friday and they're like oh shit we spent so much money yesterday let's not go out do you know i was actually kind of surprised when i the the first uh black friday i was in new york it's really not as big a thing here as it is back home and like i mean the rest of the country you know what i like about black friday is i uh Sometimes you go. I go to the stores at like two or three p.m., and all you're missing missing is the doorbusters. If you want that ten dollar television, yeah, you got to go get in line at five a.m. But I went to the Gap once um, at like five p.m. on Black Friday because we were just going by. My wife and I we stopped in, and I bought a ton of clothes. And I asked the guy, I said, "Hey, what deals did I get?" And there were no line. There were like ten people in there. There was no line. And I asked the guy, I said, what's different from the sale price right now and the one last night at midnight when you opened Thanksgiving Thursday into Friday at midnight? He said, absolutely no difference in price. The only difference is there was a 45-minute line Friday night. And we had so much stock in the back with all these the stupid shirts. Yeah, all these stupid shirts, the one you're buying, you know, it would sell out. We'd go to the back, get another box, and throw it down. So all these idiots in here waiting in a 45-minute line. So you buy clothes. You buy clothes well, on You don't even Friday. need to go later in the day. You can get that shit yeah. online, man. You get half that shit online. But you don't buy clothes online. I I always like trying things on to see how they feel. All right, clothes kind of makes sense. Clothes, sex toys, things like that. Yeah, like we talked about, sex toys. You want to put it up in there. Uh, They they have a sex toy tryout room, right? Like a a dressing room where you go in, you you take a a Clorox wipe, rub the dildo off, and put it in your cooch, right? Oh, 
They I, should. I, we I should. Let's open a sex toy room that has tryouts, free trials. Like when you, like when you put yeah. a pair of rental socks on before putting the shoes on at the, the, the shoe store. When you go in and flip-flops, they give you socks to put on. We need to have a dressing room where you have a Clorox wipe, you wipe down the dildo, and you shove it wherever you want to shove it, and then you say, yeah, I want this one. Yeah, yeah. You don't want, you don't want to use the sex toys at Goodwill, man. That's for damn sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember five, six years ago when I uh, went to the sex store for Black Friday with my girlfriend. That is not a line you want to get trampled in, man. That was a that was a dirty, disgusting crowd waiting outside that fucking door. Oh, absolutely. I've I've only gone once and I didn't go. Like my buddy and I said, Oh, let's go do Black Friday and the store was opening at seven AM. This is before our stores were open twenty four hours. So we drove up at six forty five took one look at the line and said, fuck that, and drove right back home. Like, we didn't even, because this is before yeah, we knew stupid, how big man. Black well, Friday with the was. Internet, you can get that shit for so much cheaper on, like, Amazon and yeah. eBay and stuff. Well, Cyber Monday, dumb, too. Dude. They have Cyber Monday now, where they have some of the same televisions. Like, doorbusters are the only reason to go to Black Friday, where they'll have... Don't like, have, like, ten of them, yeah. Yeah, they have ten televisions for five bucks. And if you're not that first person there camping out to get one of those ten TVs and they have no rain checks. But other than that, like I said, I will honestly go at 3 p.m. because everybody's burned through and I can get, like, shirts and ties and jeans for so cheap. All the sales run all day and there's absolutely no reason to go in the morning and well, deal with People crowds. don't really do it here a lot because the thing is, is, like, the idea of Black Friday is you you buy like a lot of stuff you know what i mean like yeah like, you do all your shopping at once yeah but see thing is that only works if you got a car with you people don't take their cars anywhere here half the people that live in this city don't even have a car yeah and that's so true. It, it fucking doesn't work man the whole whole the whole concept of it breaks down if you don't have the car with you so people don't really do it here you know what i think it would be like a fun youtube gag and for, for all i know someone's done this already but Go, go to the lines where people are waiting, you know, and go there with like an iPad or something, you know, of, of your own and just kind of ask them like, hey, what are you what are you waiting in line here for? Oh, I'm getting a Sony, whatever the fuck, for $300. And then, yeah, let me let me just type in the uh, the vinyl number here on, on eBay. Yeah, I got I found one for about two thirds of the price that you're waiting in line here. <laughs> Freezing and getting frostbite on your dumb fucking face for uh, I, I just ordered it. Yeah. Could have done it from the comfort of your living room. Speaking of Sony, brain fart that has nothing to do with anything. I don't know what your thoughts are. I uh, I love James Bond, but I've heard the new movie is a piece of shit. I, you know, I... As far as sequels and stuff go, I tend to be so anti-sequel and anti I know you are, but Bond is more of a series. It's like, yeah, it's a franchise. It's a, it's a part of your yeah. lifeblood. You watched it from childhood. I, I will say, I mean, you know, I'm not like a huge James Bond fan. I, I did like the one that had, what's that Spanish guy's name, Javier Bardev. That, that one was pretty good, man. I, yeah, I, I saw that one. That, that was good. But I, that's to be expected with those goddamn movies, man. Like, what, what do people expect? Like, it's, it's going to be. The same sort of plot. It's going to be the same sort of thing. It's. Uh, I mean, that's the purpose of it, man. Yeah. Well, like I said, that was a brain fart. That has nothing to do with anything. I just. I. I love Bond, and so I. I when I. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to go into it, but I just. I. 
I've heard that it's blows and all the reviews are giving it like a B minus or C and you don't trust reviews necessarily. Like, but if everybody says the same thing, you're like, okay, not everybody is usually wrong. If it's, if it's salt and pepper and mixed in and like, Ooh, this guy loved it. This guy hated it. This guy loved But if every yeah. single person, anyway, well, well, I will say you got to be careful about reviews on something like that on like some sort of actiony thing or some sort of comic book thing or, you know, just something because a lot of the reviews are going to come from film critics. They like to see artsy shit. You know what I mean? Well, that's what this is. They said it was artsy and bloated and tried to art instead of just getting really? out of the way and letting Bond be Bond and kick ass. Yeah, it's a two and shit, a half I might hour film. Like it then. <laughs> well, go see it and give us your review. Uh, I got nothing else to they talk about. They tried to make the Bond movie had a plot. <laughs> Boo! I don't like subtle context. You got to bang a hot chick and you got to shoot the bad guy. That's what I like. That's why one of my favorite movies is uh, The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis. You ever seen it? Oh, fuck yeah. That was, that was a good one. That's so good. He, I, the, my, my favorite thing about that movie is that he sums the entire movie up in one sentence. Damon Wayans is trying to track down Bruce Willis and he goes, think, think, what would Hollenbeck do? Well, he'd smoke a bunch of cigarettes and shoot everybody. And I'm like, that's the entire plot of the movie is he just smokes cigarettes and shoots people. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's end it no, here. No, yeah, I, I mean, I will say with, with movies like that, with the, 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 the critics and stuff, I mean, I mean, one thing that I don't feel like they ask themselves is, like, what is this movie going for? You know what I mean? Like, is it going for Taxi Driver or is it going for Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what was their goal? What are they promising the audience? You know, if it lived up to that, great. Yes, yes. All right, my friend, uh, listeners, if you have any movies you want us to review in our bullshit, uh, let us know. If you want us to open a sex store uh, where you can try your dildos or pocket pussies out, let us know. And if you want Jake to take out a Craigslist ad and say, Dear religious people, I will help you sin by either blowing you, hooking you up with uh, someone else from your other religion, or uh, helping you do anything that's anti-religious, let us know. Because I think, Jake, that would be a perfect little niche, niche business for you. For the, for the spirit of Christopher Hitchens, that's all I'm in it for. There you go. All right, take care. Later.